Hey, this is Jim and Scott with the Overtime Football League. Overtime Football League, let's go! Welcome back. This is Jim with another edition of the Overtime Football League. I am joined here today by my girlfriend. Mariah Fenheller. Uh, she's going to be joining in, maybe talking about just a couple games today. There is no dub and no Scott, so I'm going to be running through this week's game. And Mariah, do you think you got much to contribute? Always. How much do you know about football? Enough to talk about it. Okay, let's see <laughs> if that is true. So I'm going to be running through just talking about a couple games this week. Uh, some of the ones that have a little bit more importance and some of the ones that have a little bit more significance. going to be a little bit shorter pod, trying to keep it, let's say, a tight 25 minutes today. So we're going to be talking first about the Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, what makes this an interesting game is this is Steve Smith's possibly last game. Steve Smith has been talking that he has an 89% chance that he is done in this league, and... We know that is kind of his bit. Just a couple years ago, he said there was an 89% chance that he would return from injury. But I think that this could actually be his last game. What do you think, Mariah? No opinion. She has no opinion on this one. Uh, But I think this could be really interesting because uh, Steve Smith, he's been a hard-fought player. He is a possible uh, MVP candidate for just the career that he's put up. Uh, as a wide receiver, even considering that he is an undersized wide receiver, and I think that he could be really interesting in this game. The next game I wanted to talk about, moving on, the Colts at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, Mariah, this is your favorite team, isn't it? Technically, the Packers are my favorite team, but I do like the Jaguars. Okay, and do you think that they have a chance to win this game? Last game of the season, they've been looking kind of disappointing, but if they got a new coach, do you think they could pull it out? I think they could pull out, depending on how good the coach is, so it will be very interesting to see them playing okay. and to see what he calls. And uh, your second favorite team, do you know the name of the new head coach? No. Okay, <laughs> Doug Marone. Okay, so this is Doug Marone, the new coach. He's sparked a fire under Blake Bortles last week. Chuck Pagano uh, with the Colts. We don't know if he's going to be back next year. It's looking like he might not be. But this will be an interesting game that I'm going to go, and I'm going to go ahead and take the Jaguars. Doug Marone has lit a fire under this team. Then we're going to move on to a game that actually has some playoff implications, the Patriots at the Dolphins. Now, Tom Brady is immortal. He's going into one of his great seasons again where it looks like the Patriots are going to get a 14-win season and probably just stroll into the playoffs again on the throne of ease because uh, Ryan Tannehill got hurt and Derek Carr got hurt, and now everything's going to be great for him. And they're going uh, at Miami this week, and that is going to be an interesting game. And Matt Moore actually might have something uh, to show. He looked decent enough last week that I feel like they can contend. But overall, I'm going to go with New England in this game, and I think it will be an interesting game, but evidently probably not that close because I think Bill Belichick will pull it off. The next game that I wanted to talk about is the Buffalo and Jets game. So my Bills, my beloved Bills, they went ahead, they fired Rex Ryan, and who knows really all the reason behind it. He went 15-16 and as a coach, which I think is fine for the first two years. Mariah, I know that you had uh, some input on this after firing Rex Ryan after just two years after that uh, 15 and 16 record. What do you think about that? I think that was kind of ridiculous that they fired him when you a coach only gets two years to prove what he's capable of. I don't think that's really fair. 
when you look at any coach of any sport and they come in and they're taking a team that doesn't have a really winning record and they have to recruit new members and they have to build up that team and come up with new plays, they need more than two years to be able to do that. I feel like they didn't really give him a full-on chance and they he could have been much better than they gave him the opportunity to. To have a 50% record is not terrible for your first two years of coaching when you're building up and figuring out the, how things are going. And Rex Ryan really did like his, a spark under that team, put Buffalo on the map. He was definitely a giant cheerleader for that team, and it, I don't know exactly. There's probably a lot more going on while Rex Ryan got fired, but it'll be interesting to see what happens now with a new coach, new regime. Are they going to keep Tyrod Taylor? But overall, the Jets are a dumpster fire of a team right now, and I think the Bills are going to pull this one off too. So moving off on once again, another game that's got some importance on it, the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Why this game is important? Is Dak Prescott going to play this whole game? Or is Tony Romo going to be in there for a little while? And what do you do with this player that has been a franchise great for you for how long? And now is he going to be coming in and playing mop-up time? Isn't that kind of disrespectful? So Mariah, you might not know much about this, but... Dak Prescott took over as a rookie this season when Tony Romo got hurt. And Tony Romo has been the franchise quarterback for this team for 10, 12 years. And now Dak Prescott was doing so good, Tony Romo lost his job. And they might have Tony Romo just come in to play this game just because it's kind of a meaningless game and they just want him to play just one last game. Do you think that's a good move for the organization or is that kind of disrespectful to Tony Romo? Okay, this is me not knowing who he is. Um, Do they remove him from the team or is he still on the team well he's still on the team obviously if he's playing then why not have him play because he well he's the backup quarterback and they might just bring him in there because it's a meaningless game and they want him to play then yeah if he if they plan on having him be the quarterback someday that's a great opportunity to see what he's capable of and giving him some on-field experience okay and our next game the do you agree wait don't, (laughs) don't change the subject don't you agree with me no, I don't agree. Uh, Why don't you agree? Because with me? Tony Romo, he's old. He's thirty-five now, thirty-six. He's been their quarterback for twelve years, and they are probably going to get rid of him after the season. And I feel like it's disrespectful just to have him play mop-up time. Yeah, but maybe that's his opportunity to have a good last game if they plan on getting rid of him anyways, and it gives them a chance to not let their quarterback get hurt. Okay, I well, think I guess you're there, wrong. There's, oh, okay, well, there is uh, two sides to all of this. And women are always right. Okay, let's not make this a <laughs> gender kidding. issue. So we'll move on to the next game that possibly has some importance. That'll be the Houston at Titans game. Now, why this is important is because Tom Savage is for real. He's going to be leading this team into the playoffs, which is pretty exciting for this guy that in his third season, now starting his second game. So is he going to be able to do anything? We'll be finding out against the Tennessee Titans, who have Matt Castle at quarterback, who is possibly the worst player in the NFL at this point. So I think that's going to be chalked up for a Texans win pretty for sure. And then moving on to our next game with importance, Matt Ryan... And his Falcons are going to be going up against the Saints. Now, what is important here? Well, Matt Ryan is a possible MVP candidate. And what I'm saying that is he has looked phenomenal. No one's had better numbers this year other than him. No one's playing at a higher level right now other than probably Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. And he's looked great. And they're going to be going up against the Saints, who are 
probably going to go seven and nine again this year, which it seems like they've been seven and nine the past three or four years. And I really believe that Matt Ryan's going to pull this one out. They're going to go up there. They're trying for that second seed, trying to get that bye, which would probably be pretty important for that team. Make sure that they got Julio Jones back at full health because he's probably not operating at full speed right now. And I do chalk this up that this is going to be a Falcons win. And then we're going to be talking about just two more games to make this a real quick uh, podcast. So we're going to be talking about the Seahawks and the 49ers. Now, why I'm talking about this game is because I want to see that the Seahawks are doing really well. I want to see if they're a really legit team. Obviously, they've been in the playoffs the past couple of years. They're a mentally uh, strong team. But there's people that made them mentally strong, Marshawn Lynch and Earl Thomas. They're not on the team anymore. Marshawn Lynch retiring, Earl Thomas with that injury that's got him out for the season. And now this is going to be the time that we really see if they're for real. Obviously, the 49ers aren't really much of a test, but the Seahawks really, they got to show me something here to make sure that I know that they're for real going into the postseason here. And don't you agree, Mariah? Yeah. She says yes, so that means that we are okay to move on. So in the last game that we're going to be talking about here is the Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions. Now, this could be an interesting game, obviously, because the NFL thinks so. That's the reason they flexed it to Sunday night. Uh, So this is going to be really interesting because both of these teams, this could be a win or loser goes home scenario. So if it depends at this point if Washington has won the game, which they probably could win the game against the Giants. And so if they do... Uh, if the Washington Redskins win that game, then this is a loser-go-home game for between the Packers and the Lions. And I think the Packers are going to win this game. Mariah, I want you in on this one. Uh, do you think the Packers are going to pull it off? How have they looked the past couple weeks? I know I've been forcing you to watch the games with me. And what do you think? Well, I have a question. Why do you think they're going to win the game? They it- have been playing a lot hotter this past couple weeks than the Lions have. And I think that's going to show through here. The Lions, they've lost two games in a row. Matt Stafford hasn't looked as good recently as he did early in the season. When he, the past seven games, he scored zero or one touchdowns in all of his last seven games, I believe, except for one. Uh, They're not the same team, and that's why I think the Packers are going to call out and win. I think so, too. And they keep talking about how our quarterback is in the running for, like, the MVP and stuff. So I think the Packers are really going back up on the skills that people are known know them for, the ability. And I think there's a huge chance they'll win. But I'm biased, very biased. Oh, really? Okay. I couldn't <laughs> tell at all. Well, Aaron Rodgers, he's is going to be interesting to watch this game. We know that his calf has been bothering him, but it looked back to normal last week. And really what it's going to come down here is if the Green Bay Packers defense can really pull it out. But I think it'll be an interesting game. And I did lie. This is not the last game we're going to talk about. The last game we're going to talk about is the Giants at Redskins. Uh, I should have probably mentioned this game as I talked a little bit about it before. The Redskins, if they win, which turns the Green Bay game into a loser-goes-home scenario. So the Giants don't have a lot to play for in this game. The Redskins, they have everything to play for. And it's the Giants said that they will not rest their starters. And as a any Packer fan or Lions fan out there is hoping that the Giants will take this game away and run with it and make sure that they can uh, just win this game because they do not want that game to come down to a loser goes home scenario. 
I do think that the Redskins are going to unfortunately win this game because the Giants, I don't think they're going to be playing with full gusto. And Eli Manning, even when if they were, has not looked great. I saw a stat today that he has about a 22% completion percentage on passes just 15 yards down the field, which is not that far. And he hasn't looked that great this year. His arm strength isn't there. He needs to put his full body between on each throw to make sure that he gets it all the way there. And I think that the Redskins are actually the better team, and I think they're going to win this game. Well, that was a real short edition of the Overtime Football League podcast. I would like to thank everyone for coming in and listening this week. I would like to thank my girlfriend, Mariah, for uh, taking some time to be here on the show with me. And until next time when we got a couple extra co-hosts in here, I'll see you all later.